Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It looks like a very plentiful library. Yes, I was just doing a little pause then, listener, because you might have started. I mean, to be honest, I was tricking you because you think the show starts and I was just giving you space for two seconds. And then I'm talking. Uh, It's Will here. It's a very good episode today. Well, for me, cold water swimming, called lots of different types of swimming, open water swimming, wild swimming. Basically, I go and swim in a lake. That's the the headline with Simon Kerslake, lovely man, volunteer secretary for the Outdoor Swimming Society. Not only do I want to bring back the position and the name secretary, because I feel like it's been misused or not used enough. Everyone's become a PA. What's happened to the secretaries? Secondly, I want to draw your attention to the secretary bird, which is one of the strangest creatures alive. Google it, find it. They're very bizarre and they stamp on snakes. This is how I was feeling uh, just before I went swimming. Well, it's a crisp morning. I've braved the M25, got the dogs in the car, and I've arrived at Denham Water Skiing Lake. And the water looks really cold. Oh, it looks hideous, let's be honest. Just waiting for producer Amy to come along. Why are you panting as me? I might get my wetsuit on. I know I don't have to wear a wetsuit, but I'm going to. I'm wondering how cold it's going to be. I don't really like the cold, to be honest. But it's, it's, um, at least it's blue skies. So I think that makes it at least seem more like a holiday, maybe? Not sure. Anyway, uh, how am I feeling in my body? Well, I need a wee. I was thinking about saving it up so I could wear my wetsuit, because I know you do that when you go surfing. I mean, I've done it, let's be honest. We will have... So I'm thinking about that, and actually I think that's quite a nice... Even as I think about it, I rather like that idea. Feeling... I've always got a sort of slight tightness in my chest. A sort of hypervigilance side of me. Otherwise I'm feeling, I'd say like... Well, because of that hypervigilance, I'm pretty good though. 60% kind of in the world. Not bad. Moving up to 65% maybe. I think this is Amy coming now. Yeah, feeling quite positive. Didn't sleep very well at all. Um, let's see how I feel afterwards. I mean, just call me your crash test dummy. You know, that's clearly what I am. I love you. Well, that was how I was feeling. I pulled up at the Denham Water Ski Club. I mean, it's very picturesque. There was 
a sort of building site also <laughs> doesn't make it sound picturesque at all. I think it was the, I'm going to call it the HS2, which I still don't really know what that is. I think it's a railway line. I don't know. But anyway, they had some business there. Kept to themselves. Lovely. So sort of rocked up, not far off the M40 in Buckinghamshire. A very lovely, very new sort of chalet style erection was next to this lovely lake. I would say, I have no idea of size, so I can't tell you how big it was, but I'm going to say it's a medium-sized lake. I'm just going to put it like that. Um, people water ski there, but also they allow, not at the same time, people to come and swim. Um, now, they did open it quite early for us, which was very kind. I mean, there was no one else there, so I, I don't know, the whole thing could have been alive, but I don't think it was. There was wildlife, the sun was peeking out through these rather fluffy clouds, which was welcome. This is my chat before myself and Simon went into the water, and he started by telling me about the recent rise in the number of people who've taken up cold water swimming. The statistics are incredible. I mean, you're looking at sort of growth of millions and millions of people that now say that we swim regularly. I work or volunteer for a group called the Outdoor Swimming Society, and the OSS was founded years ago. I think Kate Rue, who's the, the founder of it, wrote her book Wild Swim, something like 16 years ago now. I mean, she set up the OSS in 2006, and there's just been thousands and thousands and thousands of people joining across the globe, actually. So it now yeah. spans around the world. The kind of first and foremost sort of remit of the OSS is to share the joy of swimming outdoors. And that's it. That's lovely. And to be a community. But it's also an incredible source of information. Anyone can become a member of the Outdoor Swimming Society by just going to the website and signing up. It's free. We try and aim to be quiet, rebellious and kind is our kind of mission. Gosh, that's my epitaph. It's about kind of community. It's about inclusivity. It's about information, you know. And how did you get into it? You used to be, used to make documentaries. I did. So I, ironically, was born in, I think, the most landlocked place in the country. I was born in the Peak District. I was just fascinated by water. So my Saturday mornings were spent glued to Jacques Cousteau. And I read anything I could get my hands on about, you know, Ridge's Digest books to the oceans and islands was one of my favourite books. Anything to do with being in water, I loved. I swam competitively. I became obsessed by the idea of becoming a scuba diver. That was all I, you know, I think kids are like, I want to be a footballer, I want to be a fireman. I wanted to be Jacques Cousteau. And so I learned to dive many, many, many years ago as soon as I could. And then I think because of working in television, I was able to make a film, go diving, make another film, go diving. So I was, you know, spending a lot of time diving. And then when my son was born, not so much. And I started sort of, I really started missing that whole sensation of being in water, underwater. And family holidays actually was where the whole thing really kicked off because we'd go to I don't know Malta or Spain or something and I would just find myself saying to my wife I'm going for a swim and I actually I'd swim from one side of a bay to the other yes. and you know and be gone for hours and then I became aware of Kate and Wild Swim and the OSS and then I started doing their events and it took off from there really and that's probably six or seven years ago now I think. I wonder if I should disclose to you now that when I swim in a swimming pool, I do pretend I'm a dolphin, <laughs> which I think maybe means I am a natural swimmer. I think everyone does, don't they? Do they? I, I remember being little and pretending I was a man from Atlantis and sort of having my arms by my side and doing a dolphin kick and, you know, opening my eyes and thinking I could see. I think we need to recreate that now. Um, what would this be classed as, what we're doing today? Open water? Yeah, I, I don't want to say, you know, don't be labelist, but it's like, it's almost sort of 
let's you know keep an open mind look we've got a beautiful puffy clouds the birds are singing there's all this beautiful aquatic vegetation i think it's that idea of just being able to commune with nature not wanting to sound too hippie-ish no but there's nothing wrong with being hippie no i mean it looks like more inviting to go into than perhaps someone who's made an ice bath in their back garden yeah definitely or i would suggest even a sort of communal swimming pool that's probably full of we yes and, and lots of splashy children and and you know People actually not doing any swimming. Do you go swimming in rivers? I tend to gravitate towards, I like long distance swimming. So I do marathon swims and cold swimming. And the cold swimming, I, I think, again, is a weird one because I actually, when I started sort of swimming regularly, I, I swim at a place called Parliament Hill Lido, which is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And I kind of thought, well, I'm just not going to stop. You know, the, the temperature's dropping, the weather's getting colder. I actually quite like the cold you don't wear a wetsuit do you no i mean the, again the, the ironic thing is is that bizarrely as the, the weather gets colder i lose the neoprene because because you can't swim and you know if it's three degree water you're not going to be swimming five kilometers yeah so it is literally get in immerse swim for a few minutes i think the brilliant thing about swimming is that you take from it whatever you want in diving there's there's a saying there's no such thing as a bad dive there's something that you always get from any dive. And in swimming, it's interesting. People say you never regret a swim. So I swim throughout the winter, and there are some mornings where friends, you know, will text or email or whatever phone at sort of six o'clock and say, come on, let's go to the Lido. And it's snowing or it's raining and it's grey. And you're lying in bed and you haven't even had your cup of tea and you're just thinking, I just don't want to do this. But then you make yourself do it. You do it. And the kind of feelings that you get of joy, resilience, stoicism, whatever, are just astounding. And, and I think part of it is, in that world, the cold swimming world, it, it's kind of the, the idea that if you can do that, you can do anything. Do you know what it does, like, physically? As in, like, does it sort of open the... Cold water? Yeah. So the list of the physical responses are quite incredible. And it goes from... I think there's, I mean, there's an amazing swimmer called Lewis Pugh who's a kind of eco-warrior, and he swims in, in, in the Arctic. He swims like miles in the Arctic. He described cold water swimming, I have to say at this point, is below 10 degrees. Below 5 degrees is classed as ice swimming. He described cold water swimming as the most violent physical assault on the body that you could ever have. And actually, I think if you look on the Royal Yachting Society website, they say it's the most profound assault on all the senses that the body will ever encounter. Wow. Um, if you immerse yourself suddenly in cold water, you, you get something called cold water shock. And your muscles around your core contract. You have the gasp reflex. And that, unfortunately, is why a lot of people drown. Because if you get someone who jumps in freezing cold water on a hot summer's day, your body goes into a fight-or-flight mode. Everything is about sort of protecting your vital organs. So your chest contracts, you gasp. And unfortunately, that's when people take in water and drown. Oh, gosh. So... Having said that, the other side of it is if you know what you're doing. I mean, there's a way of getting into cold water, and I, you know, you walk in slowly. So I walk in up to my waist. I put my hands in the water, so I'm getting used to the cold, and your brain is starting to attune to. Okay, this is cold. This is cold. So you're starting to go through all those responses. That makes sense to me. Completely. I, yeah, I yeah. do that if I have a cold bath. I sort of go gradually, and it seems to be easier. Yeah, definitely. Then I kind of still, you know, walking in up to my waist, and once I'm ready and I've got my breathing under control. Because usually if you get into cold water, you start rapid breathing. So you have to sort of calm down, control your breathing. You walk in, you take a deep breath in, 
and then as you dive in, you slowly exhale. That's when your, your heart rate goes up, your capillaries open, your blood pressure increases. Depending on the temperature of the water, it feels like you're having knives driven through your hands and your feet. Your brain will sort of jangle. You know, immersion in cold water, as I said, is, is a violent physical assault. But the thing is, that passes. Yeah. And if, you, if you're able to sort of go through that and control your breathing and stay in, after a couple of minutes, you kind of go numb. And then actually what tends to happen, your brain starts releasing endorphins. So you get this incredible sort of rush of sort of wellness and feeling good. You know, and then actually there's, there's a kind of rule of thumb, which is it's three times the water temperature that you stay in. So it's, if it's four degrees, staying for no longer than 12 minutes. But it's all, all about person to person, really. Well, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? It should be pleasurable. It should be joyful and beneficial to people. None of the sort of other stuff that might come with it. Maybe don't even overthink it. You need to swim responsibly, and I think that's the thing. And I think that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily sort of put on a pair of skis and think, I can ski down that piece the first time you've ever done it. Yeah. So I think you've got to realise that there are, of course, there are going to be sort of hidden dangers. You know, if you're going to swim on a beach, look for riptides. If you're going to sort of take your plunge cold water swimming, know what it does to your body. Yeah. You know, because the benefits of all of it far outweigh potential hazards. Cold water swimming is now used as a, a cure for anxiety and depression, you know. Um, okay, we're going to go in. Let's do it. Are we going to walk in or just jump in? It's entirely up to you. Whatever you feel, Will. Oh, it's not that cold at all. It's like a swimming pool. Fish. Hello, fishy. Hey, Amy. Love you. Oh, it's all right. It's actually not that bad, I have to say. I'm up to my stomach, my tummy button. I'm moving down now towards my nipples. I'm in, I'm in. Do I look like a swan, Amy? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, we've just done the swim. That was amazing. The dogs have gone crazy because they've just seen a poodle. Okay, so we've got four books here, and we do like to recommend reading. Why We Swim by Bonnie Sue. Tell me about that one. Quite a recent book. Just a fascinating look at why, as humans, we have this kind of elemental connection to water. What is it? Why does it help, really? The one book I didn't bring, actually, was a, a book called um, Swimlog by Roger Deakin which is the one that supposedly set off the whole thing. It was, you know, this man who basically made it a mission to swim in every bit of water in, in Britain. Oh, wow. 
This one, which just has the most beautiful cover and looks quite an old book, or it's done up like an old book, Haunts of the Black Masseur, The Swimmer as Hero by Charles Sprawson. Not only one of my favourite books, and I studied literature at university, so I've had to read a lot, but one of my, definitely one of my favourite swimming books, and it's the socio-cultural history of swimming, really. I mean, The Swimmer as Hero says it all. It's about man's relationship to water, and it traces it from Greco-Roman times to when you kind of think actually people used to build palaces to water, mm. huge columns, and people would just immerse themselves through to Mark Spitz, the Olympic swimmer, through to the romantic poets Byron and Shelley. Byron was a huge swimmer, huge swimmer. He swam the Hellespont. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, he's, yeah, so Byron, Shelley, Keats all believed that swimming was sort of crossing over into a different world. Shelley drowned, actually. Byron, more proud of his swimming feats than he was at any political Really? Feats. Yeah, completely. Um, this is, looks like a beautiful book. The Mindful Art of Wild Swimming, Reflection for Zen Seekers. Again, it looks at why we do it and how, how people do it and why you should do it. And I think one of the interesting things is, you know, in this book, Tessa Wardley, she even talks about actually stripping off your identity. So just the act of going swimming with other people, you have to take your clothes off. Yes. And actually that largely means that you're shedding your personality. Yes. And you're all sort of the same. Going back to your just your yeah. skin or your, yeah. There's this whole thing, isn't there, that your vibe attracts your tribe. And I think with swimming, if you go cold water swimming, the chances are, as I found, that actually turning up on a December morning, there's probably four other people there. And yeah. you generally get talking to them and you scream a lot when you get in and <laughs> and it just becomes a kind of community thing. So, you know, we were talking about it while we were swimming. It's the whole body-mind connection. Yes, and, and actually that I love that sort of community, the notion of find, you know, finding a community. You don't have to go and do it on your own, do you? You can go and do it with groups or you can go on your own, but the, the option is to do both, I guess. Yeah. Uh, save the best or last. So, Kate, so this is literally just out, the Outdoor Swimmer's Handbook, and it's really kind of everything that you would ever need to know from how to spot a rip to how to deal with cold to what a blue jellyfish looks like you know various sort of aquatic life it's just brilliant it's just, just one of those things that actually everyone should have sort of knocking around in a their backpack or a van or something if they want to tour the country and go swimming well you know what i thought that was absolutely brilliant i want to come here and do it again actually how are you feeling i feel amazing i feel a nice glow inside i mean actually the sun has come out as well which is helping but i can feel the inner glow and i feel calmer i feel more connected i think yeah i feel connected i feel very connected to the world and very connected to all of my body i think because the whole of my body is i guess getting um it's moving against something isn't it so pressure so i'm, I'm moving through constantly i mean we didn't talk about that whole the idea of swimming and actually it's zero gravity Mm. So that's the brilliant thing about it. it. You know, I could bang on about the benefits of it as an exercise, but you're, you're kind of floating. So it's that weightlessness that you feel. And I think you said, you know, being massaged. And I think that's the thing is that you're, you know, when you're sort of gliding through water, swimmers refer to this thing as the flow. So if you swim for long enough, you hit this zone oh. that runners talk about and it's called yes. the flow. So your mind really kind of switches off and you just sort of glide through the water your mind either empties or I find I can be thinking about what I'm going to cook for tea. But you have this sort of really interesting state of like a liminal space where you're kind of, you're not really thinking about things, but you kind of are. But Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can imagine that. But I, I, I tell you what's interesting is I don't often get to swim where I can swim for that long without having to turn or, you know, hit, a, hit at the end of a pool. 
and that I always think is a, a horrible psychological thing. Yes, when you just, yeah, you, feel you don't like feel free. Yeah. So it was lovely to just sort of, I didn't even really have to think about where I was going because it's such a big space. And that's quite, that's quite rare. I yeah. don't really experience that very often. So it's, it was lovely to do that. Good. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. I'm it's glad just brilliant. It. Until the next time. I hope so. That was Simon Kerslake. And um, check out the Outdoor Swimming Society, and that will be in the show notes. But you know, you can find where to swim, all these kind of things. We will be putting a picture up also of me in my swimming hat. I'm not sure really if it's going to scare people. It probably will do. Looks quite odd. But I will say it was really wonderful and, and a lovely feeling. Stayed with me for the rest of the day. Really wasn't that cold. Don't know if you, you'll ever find me being like a winter swimmer but it was lovely and I think I'll do it again really really enjoyed it very beautiful relaxing life-affirming thing to do you know paddling away and a little moorhen just goes past me so I just thought it was just fantastic anyway but let us know what you what you think and swim responsibly because we have no money and we don't want to be sued thank you and I here at the Wellbeing Lab love it when you get in touch Amy does a little dance a little trot of joy and I just spin on the spot imagine if you will you know a page boy and a bridesmaid age four dancing at a wedding that's us so someone's been in touch via Instagram as ever I don't use your names that's a decision I've made and I will stick to it dear Wellbeing Lab looking forward to listening to your episode on eating disorders on my drive to visit my beautiful daughter who is currently four months into inpatient treatment at a child and adolescent psychiatric unit that specialises in eating disorders. She's only 14. I'm trying to learn everything I can to keep supporting and helping her recover from this monstrous thing. So thank you for covering this important topic. Oh my gosh, well that couldn't be more timely, could it? You listening to that. I hope it helped. I hope you and your daughter are doing all right. Uh, Thank you for messaging. Hello, someone says. Can't thank you enough for this podcast. I've ordered so many books over the past month as a result. Oh, Amy, we need to get some sort of, I don't know, financial reward. Um, Today, I investigated equine therapy. This is brilliant for our son who lives with ADHD and autism. It's available near us. Hurrah. Much love to you, Will. Oh, this is so sweet. P.S. In Australia, we have thunder vests for dogs. Yes, I've heard of those. (laughs) Someone suggested that because my Esme, the Border Terrier, hates thunderstorms. Hates them. Another message via Instagram. Hi, Will. Great episodes on chronic pain. Think the medical profession can be a bit hit and miss with it. I had a nurse specialist who is totally on board with the whole trauma element and the nervous system being stuck in fight or flight, but other doctors being dismissive of it and just wanting to hand out multiple pills that don't work. Always look forward to what you're going to be discussing next. Yes, that's interesting to hear that. And actually, I met someone just yesterday who was telling me how their mother's in chronic pain and interestingly, their take on it was it was stuck trauma and nervous system. So, I mean, my thing is, I think everyone should take in all elements, you know, be open to all of it. Or, as I said to my friend once, if there's a problem, throw everything at it, if you can. Dear Will, this is simply the most refreshing and honest podcast that delivers such meaningful and needed content. I like you. Thank you. I'm a huge advocate of exploring the effects of trauma and I'm trained in trauma-informed care as part of my professional work supporting victims of domestic abuse and care leavers. I've also had EMDR, which changed my life and continues to help me see the woods through the trees. Thank you for talking about the things 
that will help the next generation to be experts on themselves. I wish I had this knowledge when I was younger. Dear Wellbeing Lab, a 30 second cold blast in the shower has made a huge... I like this, this is short and sweet. I really like it. A 30 second cold blast in the shower has made a huge difference to me. Not sure I could cope actually swimming in cold water. There, you've said it. You just said it. Well, I do a little bit of a blast in the shower and I think that works quite well as well. But I'm going to say to you, the water really wasn't that cold and you heard my squeals, you know, like a little sort of piglet being caught, you know, cornered, squealing like a little piglet. And then I got into the water, I was like, oh, didn't need to squeal like a piglet. So, you know, I'm with you on that one. I don't like cold water, but it wasn't cold. I felt lovely afterwards. Thank you for being in touch. And as ever, if you want to get in touch, you can email hello at wellbeinglabpodcast.com, Twitter at the Wellbeing Lab. Do we mention Elon Musk? I don't know. Did he get it at too high a price? Instagram and Facebook at the Wellbeing Lab Podcast. Uh, next week, oh my gosh, it's a biggie. Oh, we'll be discussing abandonment. I mean, I've actually shut my eyes, Amy, while I'm saying that. It's such a big one. But yeah, it's a very necessary one. I love doing this. I love the fact you listen to us. Thank you very much. Lots of love, take care, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Did you know the Wellbeing Lab is produced by Audio AF and is part of the Acast Creator Network? It's true. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.